If you have your Bible with you, please uh, turn to Romans chapter 12. As a church and as a pastor and as part of the staff at, uh, of this family, I've been thinking about 2016. And there's a word that's been coming to my mind as I think about 2016, and it's called priorities. I realize that uh, most of you will celebrate January the 1st as a new year. Some will sit down and make New Year's resolutions. But I would like for you to sit down and say, okay, Lord, what do you have for my life in 2016? God, what are your priorities? I recognize all of us are going to do different things. We, you know, we're going to go to work. We're going to be involved in, in different things uh, in our you know, communities. But I think it's vital for us to stop and say, God, what do you have for me? And I think it's also important as you um, living in, in, American, in, in American culture, living in Highlands County, I think you need to ask yourself another question when you're saying, God, what are the priorities? I think you need to ask yourself, do you really believe the Bible is the Word of God? And I think we need to ask ourselves that question, not just for salvation. I think we need to say, okay, God, if the Word of God is going to be a priority in my life, will I be obedient to it? It's really interesting. As you watch and listen and, and, and see the things that are taking place around us, We love to talk about Jesus. We love to talk about Jesus' love. We love to talk about being, hey, I'm going to go to church. Really? There are thousands and thousands and thousands of people going to church today. But I'm just wondering, of those thousands of people, how many of them would say when they walk out of the building, say, you know what? I believe the Bible is the Word of God. And maybe we should take it one step farther, because I do believe the Bible is the Word of God, but I believe the Bible is the final authority in my life and conduct. It's one thing to say, hey, I love you, Jesus. It's another thing to go to church and have coffee and donuts, and we will have coffee and donuts. They will be over there. But you know what's really exciting about 2016 and what get me excited is, is that we would gather as a family and say, hey, this is the Word of God. This is the final authority. This is what I will subject my life to. God, when you speak to this, I'll surrender. God, as I think about my priorities in 2016, God, what do you want from me? You know what he wants from you? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. He wants for you as you enter into this 2016. Therefore, I urge you in view of God's mercy. Has God been merciful to you? Absolutely. In view of that mercy, in view of what he has done for you, what will we do in return? Not for our salvation, but because of what He's done for us. God, you work this in my life. In view of God's mercy, 
to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to who? To your neighbors? To your best friend? To whoever suits your lifestyle? No. To God. Because he was merciful to you, in view of that, God, I want my life to be a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. You know what we normally do? Well, I'll find somebody that goes to church, and I'll be better than that person. So you know what that does is? That deflects from you taking the word of God and identifying the sin in your life and saying, God, if this is what you want to show me today, I'll surrender. I don't want to be a person in 2016 saying, yeah, God, I recognize my sin, but here's my excuse. I don't want to be that. And it's easy to do. We can rationalize and rationalize and rationalize our sin. But what does the Word of God say? I love you. I want to serve you. That's what you saying. I want to tell you what to do, God. God, I want to follow you. God's mercy towards me should motivate me to follow Him. It should motivate me to no longer conform to the lies of this world. Do not pattern, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The world is always going to tell you, this is okay. You are going to have to make a choice to either allow that world to conform to your, your lifestyle, when I do premarital, premarital counseling, we always start with the foundation, and the next session that I do with somebody is the front door of their home. What will you as a couple allow into the front door of your home? What are you going to say and allow as the influences in your little walls, and however big that home is? Will you conform to what the world says is Okay. Oh, it's no big deal. Oh, it's just a preference. Oh, we, you know, we're growing up in a society now that we can't have winners and looters in seventh and, you know, six and seven year olds because we're going to hurt somebody's feelings. Seriously? You know and I know if you go to a, a basketball game and six, six-year-old, seven-year-old kids are playing, they're keeping score. They don't need a scoreboard. We're going to allow everybody to participate. <laughs> Fully on it. Does God allow everybody to participate? No. Does God allow, hey, if you want to come to me, you can come however you want to. No. We just celebrated Christmas. It separates us from the whole world. People don't like us. Get over it. Because our Savior made a choice to follow His Father's plan. That's confrontational. That doesn't make everybody feel good. 
Well, come over here. We'll just pat you on the back. Make sure you feel good. You know what? You make sure they feel good here on earth. You know where they're going to spend eternity? Hell. So you and I, as we gather on Sunday mornings, as you and I wake up tomorrow morning in our homes, will we sit down with the Word of God and say, God, show me where I'm conforming to the patterns of this world. God, show me where I'm not being a living sacrifice. That's pleasing to you, God, not to the neighbors, not to the attaboys at at work. Oh, you're really a good person. No, no. In view of God, His judgment. Are you willing, as you enter into 2016, to transform your mind? I know what's going to happen. There's going to be a war take place. If I could peel back the the beautiful wood and go one layer farther to see the principalities and the powers that want to destroy you, that are after you, will you have the courage to say, God, I'm going to follow you. God, as time goes along, I want to push the world out of my controlling influences in my life. I don't want to be transformed. Now, what I'm excited about is I get to live in the world. I get to be around people. That's awesome. I get the opportunity to be the light of the world. That's a privilege. I'm not going to go buy a mountain house. I'm not saying if you have a mountain house, it's not wrong. I'm not going to go buy a mountain house and go live just by myself in the woods. It's kind of fun to me. I kind of like that whole idea. You know, I go to the grocery store one day. Out of the week, come home, you know, have my log cabin, have my fireplace, be out splitting wood. That'd be awesome. I'd really like that. I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because God's called me to be the light of the world. He didn't call me to go hide in the mountain. He called me to be an ambassador. He gave me a message. He's given me a job, an opportunity, a privilege, however you want to look at it. 2016. It's an opportunity for you and I to be a living sacrifice. For you and I to say, God, change us from the inside out. For you and I to be able to say, maybe one more person this year might not end up in hell because of our lives would be a little bit different. And has really, if we're honest, it has nothing to do with me as an individual. It has everything to do with the power of the Holy Spirit living out of my life. Holy Spirit, you shine, you shine the light. Because I'm a sinner just like everybody else. I've got fears just like everybody else. I have a 16-year-old son that just says, Dad, let's go on an adventure. I don't like adventures. <laughs> oh, Dad, it'll be fun. I like sitting in my house in my recliner. You know what's been really interesting is my mom's here. And she says, you know what? Your son's just like you. I said, Mom, I was never like that. And then you know what she said to me? Remember all those snowmobile trips you took? Where you just went out and started riding wherever you wanted to ride? Yeah, I remember that. You remember that old truck you bought? Yeah, Mom, I remember. Why'd you buy that old truck? Well, it's because I like teepee in people's houses. So we took the top of this old scout off. So we could just jump in and out of the scout and go TP people's houses. I forgot about that. My mom remembered that. I won't keep going on and on. It'll be a long day. 
but I want to be a son to my father. And my father has said very clear to me, hey, son, don't conform to the patterns of this world. Renew your mind. Guard your heart. Take your Bible and go to James chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 19. My dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. For man's anger does not bring about righteous life that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But the man who looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues to do this, not forgetting what he's heard, but doing it, he will be blessed in what he does. See, it's not a novel. And there's always be a temptation to open it and put it aside. Oh, I heard it. Oh, yeah, I, I hear. But he doesn't want us just to hear it. He wants us to obey it. He wants us to look at it intently, purposefully. Say, God, what do you have for me? And then when you see it, He wants you to obey it. No matter how much that hurts. Very often, very rarely do I ever read my Bible and do I get an attaboy from myself. Say, man, you got this all figured out. You're just really good. I normally walk away from the Word of God with a puncture wound in my heart. Where He speaks to me says, hey, this is what I want from you. And I have an opportunity to respond say, yep, Dad, I hear you. I heard you. I also have an opportunity to say, Dad, I heard your voice. Will you help me to be obedient to you? Dad, I know the plane you had. And it was for me to be blessed. It was for me to have hope. It was for me to have purpose. It was for me to have value. It was for his son to be born in a manger. So that I could have life. We call it, in America, and around the world, 
We call that Christ first and the must second. It's called Christmas. And so as you celebrated and had fun and you're entering into the new year, what will your priorities be? Where will you go? What will you say? Who will you be the light for? I say that and I don't want to to, um, scare you, but I want to remind you in Acts chapter 1 that you've been given power from Him to be His witnesses to Jerusalem, to Judea, to the uttermost parts of the earth. That's Acts chapter 1 verse 8. So this isn't, a, this isn't a pep talk for you to be better. It's for you to be more dependent than you've ever been in 2016. This isn't something you can do, but it's something you can surrender. You can say, yeah, I hear you. And now I want your power to fill my life to live differently. If you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we won't do it because we're, we're wrapping it up. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul says what? In his what? Weakness. Weakness is when God used them. God's not looking for an A team. He doesn't look for an all-star team. He's looking for you. He's made a plan. Will you follow it? Will you surrender? Will you be obedient? It's your choice. I pray for you as you enter into 2016 that you do evaluate your priorities. That sacrifice, transforming your mind would be a priority. That you would say, hey, you know what? I want to be not somebody who just hears the Word of God. I want to be a doer of the Word of God. I want the Holy Spirit to empower me to be an obedient son or daughter. Because if we're honest, we all know our weaknesses. And not one of us is going to stand up and go on and say, yeah, this is my weakness, this is my weakness, this is my weakness. If somebody was behind you a microphone, you'd want to tell about your strength. God's not interested in your strength. He's interested in your weakness. Because if it's about your strengths, you get the credit. If it's about your weaknesses, he gets the credit. Will you serve Will you follow me? Let's pray. Father, thank you for allowing us to gather as a family. Thank you for what you're doing at Purdue University with the runners. God, I pray you bless them. You give them boldness. You provide for them financially. You would just open doors. Lord, it's exciting to know that 9,200 students are at Purdue University. They all came to study engineering. They all came to get that little diploma saying, I graduated from Purdue University. But in your plan, you have a family there that you want to interact with students so that for the first time, that student that came from around the world might hear the name of Jesus. So use the runners, Lord. Father, for us, if there's somebody sitting here today that you've made it through the Christmas season and you never said yes to Jesus, make it today. Say, Jesus, I, I recognize I'm a sinner. I'm saying I need, 
I need a savior. I need somebody that can deal with my sin issue. May you put your faith in Jesus. May you accept the free gift of salvation. Father, I think there's a lot of us in here that say we've accepted the free gift of salvation, but we're telling you what we want to do. So, Father, would you make a characteristic of our family that we would fight to transform our minds, that we would fight to be holy and blameless in your sight, that we would fight to surrender to the authority of the Word of God, no matter how much we like it or how much we don't like it, that we would just say, that's the Word of God and that's the final authority in my life. And I surrender. Father, may we be doers of your words to us. If you're here this morning, you'd like to pray with somebody, we have the What's Next ministry. You can go out the back of the church, second door on the left. Love to talk with you there. Father, thank you for allowing us to gather. Now send us out with the power of the Holy Spirit to make a difference in our community, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.